Hello and good morning and welcome back to another episode of Big Talk. We are uh, we bring you college sports with Midwest perspective. Uh, blue collar and blue blood. I am Sam Sprunger and this week it's not Dalton. It's so oh, going the other way. It's Tony. Tony, how in the world? You get to fill in yet again for Dalton missing for another vacation i know i feel like he and i just kind of swap vacation days at this point like like i don't know if you found them but dalton and i found the magical concave that is the secret you know hidden vacation days and we we honestly we just kind of flip-flop at this point so i'm used to it or maybe it's like whatever or maybe it's like batman and bruce wayne like you ever notice you never see the two in the same room together one is just always gone neither of you are batman nor are you bruce wayne so (laughs) there is no proof of that you have no proof that that is true or not Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Lots to talk about this week. Uh, We've got uh, a a lot going on. Uh, It's June. It's June 2nd, Tony, and the deadline for uh, staying in the NBA draft or going back to the school if you had eligibility for, for players Uh, passed yesterday or on the, on the 31st. So Midnight on the 31st, you had until and or well, 11.59 and 59 seconds or whatever. Uh, as soon as it clicked over to June 1st, you had to have your decision in. A uh, couple of big names. I know that we we talked about Boo Booey uh, coming back from or to Northwestern, uh, making Northwestern a little bit more uh, uh, of a contender uh, for next year. Uh, Kese Tomonaga is coming back to nebraska and don't get me i'm not i'm not placate or trying to drum up this one was in interesting because i think he validates nebraska a little bit more and gives them a more of an opportunity to be that uh that mid high mid big 10 team for next season uh i think he brings that scoring capability that 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 just shooter mentality and that uh, i think it really does keep nebraska in at least a spot to where they can do a little bit more damage than they did last year say it that way oh yeah for sure and it, and it's one of those you know ne- nebraska was one of those they they were 16 and 16 they were they were 11th in the big 10 mm-hmm. but they were a team that honestly they were they were in it for the most part in every single game that they played mm-hmm. nebraska they they weren't a team that you expected to roll over but they weren't exactly a team either that you that that you that you took, you know, that you didn't take lightly. It was, it was for one the that... second straight major sports season. They went into Iowa city and beat Iowa in a time that, that Iowa needed a win. Yeah. So, and it... Nebraska, like they, they're, they're not going to be the world beaters, like you said, but they're going to be just in everything, I think. Yeah. And I will say I watched, I watched him too. And last year I was watching him just rain down threes on people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Who's, who is this kid? Who yeah, is this he, kid that Nebraska has? By storm kind of. Yeah. And, and it's one of those, I feel he out of the big 10 because of how much talent is really kind of everywhere in the big 10. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys I would say is, is more under the radar because unless you're a big Nebraska fan or you're like, you know, you Dalton and myself that really watch big 10 basketball, you're probably not going to pay much attention to him unless your team is facing him. Or like I said, unless you're just a big 10 fanatics, like we are as a whole. Right. So I, I feel like he, he is one of those, he's very talented and just flew under the radar pretty much the whole season, even though 
Nebraska's got a gym there. Right. And I, you're, I'm kind of along the same lines and, and I may have been even a little bit later to the party, honestly, that I'd heard people talking about him and I still didn't really pay much attention because it was still Nebraska, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden I caught, you know, some highlights and I'm like, Oh, I need I really need to pay attention to what, what this dude's doing. And is he the best player in the conference? Absolutely not. He he he's not not at all. But he is a very good basketball player who brings a big spark to a team that can do some things. Are they? They're not going to probably contend. Of course, we didn't think that Northwestern would last year either. No. But you know, they're they're just not that. Nobody's going to forecast Nebraska to be in the top three. You know, right. uh, especially with the other news, the other returning uh, back to school, uh, they're not going to be. I still think this that the Big Ten's basically a two horse race and nobody thinks Nebraska is going to be. But they're still going to have added firepower. They're going to be that much more dangerous when they when you play them because Casey is back and he he literally is crossing the 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 half court line and looking to see where he could take a shot yeah and honestly too you know he's he's technically a junior uh he'd Mm -hmm. be going into his senior year he's only gotten better i mean 21 to 22 he averaged about six points a game which isn't great he is 84 percent from the free throw 37 Mm -hmm. uh 37 percent field goal 33 from three port three uh yeah three point percentage and he's that's increased a lot. Like he's gotten significantly better. His field goal percentage this past season, 50%, three point percentage, 40 free throw. It was almost 87%. And he was getting 13 points a game. So, I mean, he's, he's doing something to obviously improve his game and it's, it's showing extremely well on the court. So, yeah, I think, I think he's one of those, like you said, is he the best player in the conference by no means, but he's a very solid player that I think for Nebraska, they, they absolutely need. Well, to look at the possibility and potential of what Kese Tomonaga is from February 1st till I think March 1st of last year. So basically that last month leading up to the, the uh, conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that time frame, I saw a graphic that, that and this was nationally. Yeah. Okay. The top three scores were in the, in the country in their games were Kese Tomonaga Zach Eady and, an, and a guy from out west. I, I don't remember. I think it was a guy from Sa- San Diego State, maybe. Like mm-hmm. they were the top scorer in that time frame. Yeah. So he kicked it into gear when it was needed. And it, I would think that that was his coming to age, basically. He's going to only be better next year. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He's not going to be as, he's not going to be able to take people by surprise as much as. He did this last year, but his talent's there. So if he's working on how to uh, maintain his shot while being covered more or being able to, to run through picks, I mean, he's got his aspect to work on that may make him just as effective, just in different ways, you know, and, and he's, he's one heck of a shooter. He's, he's a scorer. He doesn't just shoot the three though. He yeah. can drive and and take take a, take his defender to the hole, yeah. You know, and he, he can make some circus shots too. And and much to your point, when you were talking about you know February first to March first, so this this supports it 
on ESPN stats. So more from February 5th to March 5th, they went six and two in that stretch stretch of games. He and the lowest scoring, the two lowest scoring games he had, he had 11 points, both wins. Uh, he was against Penn State, 30 points, Michigan, 24, Wisconsin and Rutgers, 22 points, Maryland, 20, Minnesota, 11, Michigan State, 20, and then Iowa, 11. So, I mean, he he was putting up tremendous numbers mm-hmm. for a guy that, you know, probably not a whole lot of people had heard of prior, probably prior to this season. I certainly had. Nebraska fan. If, yeah, if I, I if I had, I had heard it in passing. I hadn't heard right. like a, a piece where somebody was actually talking about him in particular. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, he, I'm excited because I mean, he, he brings in more depth to Nebraska and, and it, it honestly, it just makes it more interesting because sure. I, because you look at how Nebraska is like we talk about with Ben being blue blood and a lot of people mainly think about football, but I mean, Nebraska basketball is also really good because you got to think about it. Nebraska fans are some of the most diehard college fans out there for any sport that Nebraska plays. Yeah. And, and they, I mean, they haven't historically been as good as their football team, but you know, you always, even though they're a football blue blood, you always go, Oh, Hey, yeah, they do have a basketball team, you know, and, and they, and they've done, they've done decent things in, in Lincoln and excuse me. I think Tominaga coming back uh, can only help their program next year. And I think, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing for, for the conference. Now, the other one that we had brought up slightly <laughs> more <laughs> is, uh, Zach Eady announced that he is also coming back. He's going to join back with the Boilermakers, try to, uh, do something that you don't see often, uh, the, a repeat player of the year. Now I, I, I don't, I'm not going out and saying, oh, well, he's got it in the bag because Oscar Shibwe was also the, the player of the year and he came back last year and didn't, didn't do poorly, but Zach yeah. Eadie had a really dominant game, uh, season and, uh, he's coming back. What are your thoughts on, on this? We, we've kind of talked about it the last time that you were with us because, or you were here because, we knew it was coming you know we Mm -hmm. knew that that deadline was coming he still had some time uh i do believe we both thought he was coming back so does this surprise you in any way no at all not really because because kind of like we talked about this is a guy that he he didn't really start playing basketball until later on in life you know he sophomore in high school i believe yeah he doesn't have a whole lot of technically you know basketball to his name but he does and it showed and it showed this past year when he earned player of the year that he he's only gotten better. And to be honest too, it, it it's not like he's going to be hurt whether he goes in the draft or whether he or whether he stays. He's still going to be considered one of the top draft prospects going into the NBA, whether he goes this season or whether he goes next season. It doesn't really matter. And honestly, there was something else that somebody brought up that I thought was a was a really good point is he can still make quite a bit of money just through nil so i mean it's not like he's missing out on there you know, millions of potential a, a dollars. caveat that he can't make his money he's got to get his work visa changed enough to where he can pull he can pull in a certain amount but there's something mm-hmm. that is preventing him from going and making you know what six million dollars or whatever yeah. now i'm not saying that necessarily would but since he's foreign born mm-hmm. there is something that's preventing him and i can't remember uh uh, I saw that he made well j- just under a million dollars this last year, mm-hmm. and but it wasn't the same as if, like you and I, who were both born in the United States, 
we're in college, we'd have no caveats that were keeping us from earning. But since he's on a student visa because he's foreign born, mm -hmm. there were some there were some things that kept him from maybe collecting as much as he could. But right. he's not going to be hard up for cash, I think, is what you're no. kind of getting at there yeah. to where, you know, he's not it, it's not going to be one of those where he's living on ramen every week you know every day because that's all that his meal plan pays for or, you know can right can afford he's going to be able to you know have whatever he wants but uh well, well not only but, that but i mean this this just continues it, it'll still keep him in a national spotlight to the point sure. where you know even even after he finishes college you know he he'll be he'll still technically be here on a visa or something different. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure how any of that works. So I'm not going to try to speculate, but he'll still be able to get all sorts of, you know, offers, brands, sponsorships, oh, sure. you know, he'll be the face of a lot of stuff. So it, it, it's not like for him, he really has to worry. It's, it's honestly just continuing to build off of what he did last year, mm -hmm. continuing to build his name. So I, I think he'll be fine. All honesty, kind of like the last time when we talked about it, I do hope he, he bulks up a little bit more. I hope he really puts in the time, you know, this off season to get a little bit bigger. And I know we talked about kind of working on some small mechanics, but like you said, he, he does, he, he plays the center position probably better than anybody and is able to use his height to his advantage. So I don't I, know if you saw the videos, but they were showing him at the combine shooting NBA length threes and no, I did not. actually hitting a decent percentage of them. Okay. Now, now how many times is he going to get a wide open look like that? after he starts draining some <laughs> hardly, hardly <ever>. any yes. <laughs> because he's unless all of a sudden he develops one heck of a very good first step to get around people you just have to be in his face you know yeah. and and i'm not i'm not discounting him at all mm -hmm. it's just he the sheer size that you've got to have a strong first step because if you don't they're going to be able to to get right up on you and know that you're not just going to blow by them you know yeah so uh it's not a just as simple and i think i talked about this a little bit as or before was you know even if you do develop a a an outside jumper or develop a a, a, a for a, a more outside jumper than what you have let's mm -hmm. say it that way you've got to have some versatility to where you're you're getting that first step explosion because if you don't have that as a potential then they're going to the defense is one dimensional they don't have to worry about you getting by them you know yeah yeah so uh if if they can disrupt your shot from 17 feet out that's even better because you're further away from getting the rebound mm -hmm. you know and so uh it's you know and i'm not saying that he can't develop and i'm not saying he won't develop i'm not saying he won't have a really good season next year but honestly i would i would honestly if if i were not necessarily a betting man because i'd only bet when i'm pretty positive it'll happen but it, but i wouldn't be shocked to say that maybe his his point totals go down because of what the what purdue has coming in next year they have uh, Miles Colvin, who's uh, Roosevelt Colvin, played football at Purdue, then uh, played uh, with uh, the Bears and then won the Super Bowl with the Patriots. But uh, his son's coming in uh, as a freshman. And then William Berg is a redshirt freshman who is 7'2", not nearly as built, but he is versatile and can, can dribble drive, can shoot the three. So it's possible that you see Zach Eady's numbers decline a little bit that's not oh, yeah. saying that he's going to have less of an effective season 
mm-hmm. because I still think he will be, but I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see those numbers come down a little bit because there's more that can do the scoring for them, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I think it's also one of those, while we probably saw it last year, just people weren't effective with it last year because it's hard to game plan around something until you really face it and have to do with it head on it it reminds me a lot of whenever you see nfl you know professional contracts once you see that player get that big money contract people start playing against them a lot differently than what they played when they had a breakout season the season before Mm -hmm. so to me you know just because of now Zach Eady's name is going to be out there even more than what it already was. You know, he was, you know, unanimous player of the year. People are going to be playing him significantly different and a lot harder than what they were playing him last year. Which so, may open up the 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 doors for the others. Exactly. So I I agree. I think I think his numbers will go down just because of like what you said, not only other talent that's going to be coming in to help subsidize, but just the fact that people are going to play against him a lot harder. Coaches are going to be scheming against him twice and as it's hard as it's not going to be that he's having a down year necessarily. No, it's not going to no. be necessarily things that he's not doing as well. It's hey, others are are up in their game, you know, yeah. and like, and Purdue's probably going to be a better team this yeah. year than they like, were. Amazingly, like than last year. And like most coaches, you know, you you learn to adapt and you learn to you learn to overcome and mm-hmm. you know fa- face those things head on. So yeah, I I agree hundred percent. I'll be interested to see what Dalton thinks, but we kind of talked about this that, you know, without Edie, that we figured, and 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 while we're talking, can you look and see about AJ Hogard? Um, sure. We talked about the fact that, uh, you know, with without Edie coming back, without him coming back, mm-hmm. we still thought that it was Michigan State and Purdue one and two, probably Michigan ahead of Michigan State ahead of Purdue. But we also said that if Edie came back, I think we flip-flopped him. I wonder if we're still on the same uh, same page of... Uh, I still think that, but I'm wondering if it's the, still the same page. It, it might be. So uh, A.J. Hogard and Jer- uh, Jaden Akins both withdrew their names from the draft. So, so they're, they're both, both back. In, Aiken did come back. Okay. I, yes. I thought I'd heard Hogard was coming back, but mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure. That's why I asked you. And, and Aiken did say he was coming back too. Yes. So that makes Michigan State even stronger as well. Yeah. The, um, the the only person that won't be coming back by the looks of it is Joey Hauser. That's the mm-hmm. only, only other big name last year for Michigan State that won't be coming back. Yeah, and and so and they're adding stuff. Yeah. So much like Purdue, they're not losing a lot, but they're adding some some pieces mm-hmm. um, that uh, that that make that it's going to make that one game that they play at Mackey Arena very very interesting. And I know Dalton has it bothers Dalton a little bit that it's at Mackey Arena instead of at the Breslin, but oh yeah, uh, because they have I think he said it's been eight or nine years since the uh, Michigan State's gone into Mackey and one and even then it was a struggle so yeah uh it's gonna be an interesting season because of the pieces that both of those teams are adding and you know what there's going to be a dark horse somewhere there is always a dark horse team Mm -hmm. that comes out of comes out of nowhere and 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 i'm not even talking about like the ohio state or maryland that we're kind of saying are are the gonna fight for third Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's always one of those teams that's like in the middle of the pack that does better. Is that Northwestern again this year? I don't know. 
uh i'd i'd have to do a little bit more looking into the uh uh into their their team and what all they have coming back and what they have replacing that's left um but because we're months away from basketball so i haven't even thought about it i've i'm just starting to get ang- uh, anchored into uh starting to get going on football so um, right but it's 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 going to be an interesting basketball season uh simply because you've got all these pieces coming back on michigan state and on purdue and yet you've got some new pieces coming in that could make both of those teams a lot better and that and and it could be it could be something to where you know a couple of top top 10 teams by the end of the season and it's not just uh accidental you know you you see this coming and i'll uh I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll make my prediction now, but it's going to be a very loose, fluid prediction, so I'm not oh. locking this in like I did <laughs> last year when I said that it was going to be Maryland and Rutgers are going to be my dark horses. I was kind of right. I'll, I'll go Rutgers again for two times in a row. <laughs> why? Don't really have a particular reason why. I didn't have a reason last year. Why? Did Mokehi come back? I didn't even look to see. Uh, did, that, uh, that I don't know. That that's why I said I'm I'm not locking this in. It's very loose. Oh I have, I have come no on, Tony! True supporting data to to lock that in. Yet. Tony, you're no fun. Don't I know. take any sort of. So you think uh, Rutgers is going to be another another season of of uh, surprising? I think people. so. Again, I I don't know how how far they will go, but I I think it'll be surprising. You're you're not going to lock me in like you did Dalton with. Uh, <laughs> rooting for the Cornhuskers last <laughs> year to take the West. I'm not doing well, it. Well, <laughs> it's it was you know like I said, nobody will remember unless we just keep on bringing it back up. Uh, yeah, uh, there are in nobody will remember you said it if it didn't happen. But if it did happen, you could hang your head on that bad boy and just keep it going forever. Well, oh, I yeah. did call such and such you know <laughs> called it on june 2nd 2023 that's right. baby that's right um i'm just looking to see um uh, terrence shannon jr came back okay um clifford amore omar oh. or, or omar i forget how you pronounce his name uh cliff from rutgers is coming back omar yuri is that what it is yeah, and I uh, don't see Mulcahy on here on this list. It's a, a vague list, but uh, it wasn't just Big Ten teams. But uh, I don't see uh, Mulcahy on here, so maybe he did uh, did leave. I don't know exactly, but uh, so there are some uh, there are some some players coming back to the conference that are going to going to oh. make the well, go ahead okay he did pull out of the nba draft okay. consideration so he will, okay. he will so be he'll back. be back oh. there are going to be a lot of 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 pieces that are, are gone yeah. you know you have trace jackson davis probably will be an early first round pick yep uh same with uh jalen hood shafino he'll be an early first round pick um yeah, howard probably Je- howard probably will be as well uh or at least maybe mid first round uh the reason why uh, you know that's one of the main reasons why i think Edie came back was he was projected to be a, a high second round but still second round yeah. and that's not a guaranteed contract that as guaranteed as what what it does uh a first round and that 
late first round isn't even as set in stone as the top 20 pick, you know, yeah. and up. So uh, I think he saw that, you know, hey, what what harm can one more one more year in college do when I can still make money? Yeah. Probably make the same or more in college than I would in the NBA wherever I'm supposed to be drafted or could be drafted. So financially, it probably didn't even make sense for him to go to the NBA because he's not guaranteed he'd be sitting on a bench for a really good while or he would be doing the same thing in the G League and still probably not getting paid as much as what he would be at Purdue. Yeah. Uh, That's not knocking the G League. That's not knocking sitting the bench on an NBA uh, roster. But I think he has aspirations to be a dominant player in the NBA and sitting at the end of the bench for, you know, three or four years doesn't let lend to that happening. So if he can go make himself a little bit better, get his draft uh, status a little bit higher for next year, Mm -hmm. he's going to be he's going to be better off. It's going to have been a wise choice. Yeah. Um, plus, plus, I really do think sitting when I was sitting there watching him at that that uh, press conference at the end of the season after the FDU loss, he looked like he was ready to stare holes. If his eyes were lasers, there were going to be holes in whoever, wherever he was looking, because he just was. You could tell he was ex- extremely emotional from that game, and yeah. I think it was one of those that he. He took it personally and wanted to make sure, wanted to run it back just to prove that it was a fluke that that happened. Yeah. And I mean, for, for him too, you know, you look at it and I know you could speak to it more being a Purdue fan. It, it is a disappointment because I mean, oh, you know, sure. you, because of how, how great you did during the regular season, you know, the personal accolade he got of being the player of the year, you know, that mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to walk away from. Like, wait a minute, we lost to this team when we were supposed to go farther and you know again if it was one of those that it ended on like a fluke last second tip in if it ended something like that that's that'd be a little different but yeah this this was just the total opposite it was a meltdown and it's like wait a minute we're better than no we're better than that i'm not that's not how and i don't blame him i wouldn't want to end my technically in my collegiate career with that being my last game if if i had the option like he did the crazy thing was is it wasn't a bad game on his part no it wasn't That game, that game was not lost by how Zach Eady performed. Right. It was the fact that the rest of the supporting cast couldn't hit open yeah. shots. Right. I think that will change. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're going to throw a couple of different players in there. Mm-hmm. I still think that there's probably room for, and, and I don't necessarily want this to happen, but maybe one or two more that could probably jump into the portal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when the, those those windows open and close. Uh, for basketball, but I'm I would not be shocked to see one, maybe two more players from Purdue enter the portal yeah. and uh, at least test out offers to see what they can get, uh, because it is possible that they can return to the school. Uh, a player can return to the school that they uh, they were previously at. But uh, yep. uh, Brandon Newman did transfer out. He went to Western Kentucky, uh, and there's still a couple of players uh, that I've heard some people say that. Uh, Mason Gillis could be one that that could maybe be looking because you've got Coleman and you've got Berg, then they both kind of take up the places of what Gillis does. Yeah, that's not saying that Gillis isn't going to be like, nope, I'm here for the long run, long haul. We're you know, we started it here. We're gonna, I'm gonna be here for the finish, no matter if that means less playing time, 
whatever. Uh, I still think he's valuable, but there is a potential for that. Maybe a couple other players that might uh, be that. But uh, I, I personally hope not. As a Purdue fan, I hope they, I hope they all stay. Right. I would love to have them all stay. But I totally get that if they decide, you know, that it's they can see the writing on the wall, and there, there's a chance that they don't. They're going to be the ones losing out to these younger players. Then, uh, if if a change of scenery helps them, then more power to them. Well, that and it it hurts too when you're when you're on a team like that. You know, when you're on a team with the Zach Eadies, you're on the team with with really all of these great players on Purdue. It's hard for you to really shine individually. And at that point, mm-hmm. when you're you know yeah. potentially looking at an NBA scout and an NBA prospect, you know a lot of the questions come up. How much of it was you being a great player, or you benefiting from being surrounded by other great players and being in a great system? So it give to me, it kind of gives them an opportunity to not only not have to worry about as much as younger players uprooting them, but giving them a chance to shine in a new environment. And then really, you get to evaluate, you know, are you really as good as not only you think you are, but how good you were on the team. Or did you just benefit because of all the immense talent that was surrounded around you? And what does it do to you if you transfer away and they win the national championship? Yeah, that too. I'd be like, man, was it me? Was it me? Was I the and, reason and, why? And no, no. I mean, <laughs> right. that would be the easiest answer because, you know, no, no matter who leaves, there is a lot of talent coming back in yes. uh, that would replace that. So you can't say that it was, well, since you left, it was a combination of what was added along with you leaving just happened to the perfect storm happened to where, you know, this team won a championship right, right. after you left. And right. it happens that way, yep. you know, and it may have been that they would have won a championship even if you'd stayed, you know, right. You know, you didn't play a part necessarily in whether Hindering or not them. they won. Yeah. It just would have happened. You know, no matter who was on, you know, whatever. But I don't know. Uh, that that that's speculating. I have zero idea, Tony, whether or not any of those are going to uh, transfer out. Um, but I do know that Zach Eady is coming back to play in West Lafayette, mm-hmm. and watch out for uh, the Twin Towers because if Matt Painter wants to play two seven footers, think about that. Think about that. Oh, yeah. You put Zach Eady in the post. You keep William Berg out on the perimeter. They're both seven foot tall. Where yep. are you putting your guys to, to guard that? I don't think you can. And, and if you do, yeah. and it leaves them, it leaves the rest of the court open for anybody to just take a shot. And that, and that's why I think uh, that Dalton and I both kind of agree that it's probably Purdue is number one yep. over Michigan state only because mm-hmm. of that potential possibility oh, of yeah. Zach Eady returning. And you know what, even if they did it the way they did with Trevion Williams and Zach Eady to mm-hmm. where they only have one of them on the court at the same time. You're going to have a seven-plus footer at the on the court at all times, and they're two different styles. Yep. So it's and not it's like you can just put – it's not like you can just put one big dude out there and be like, okay, take care of them, yeah. you know, whoever comes out there. No, they're they're two different styles of, of player. Yeah. You know, that, that makes them dangerous. And it's and it's and it would be hard to study that too. Like, oh crap, I got to remember, I got to do this for this guy. Oh, I can't do it for this guy. I got to do right. something totally different for him. So it, it it would be a lot to have to have to deal with, especially if you are the one big man. Like, hey, you got double assignments, buddy. Well, and how many times can you be big enough to man up against somebody like Zach Eady, but be quick enough to to play foot? Uh, you know, be qu- quick enough foot wise to be able to defend. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, for for as big as people are, you know, and trying to really stop them and overpower them, I mean, how how many times can you do that and not get fouled and be out of the game? Yeah, 
Yeah, so, so it's it's it it's inter it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Uh next year. Uh the football season is gonna be in the way before we get to that. Like I'm anticipating this basketball season. We still have a football season to play. I know, and I'm I'm excited for this upcoming football. There's so many. I am questions too. That's the kicker. Everything. That's the kicker. Is I'm really excited about the football season, mm-hmm. but like these things just keep happening with mm-hmm. the basketball. Like Hunter Dickinson still is is crazy to me. That 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 happening is still just amazing to me. That he yeah. went to KU or he went to or uh, yeah KU yeah KU. He went to Kansas. I mean, he's mm-hmm. going to going to play at Kansas, and then you have Caleb Love who was gonna go to Michigan decommitted he's now in arizona yep the rich get richer on that because that that like we, dalton and i were talking that he, he caleb love would have been not been necessarily a complete replacement to hunter dickinson in ann arbor mm-hmm. but he's the type of player that he can win or lose you a game just simply on how he's shooting that day yep well if you go to Arizona, you have a little bit more in the cupboard. At least last year they did. Yes, they were upset in the first round uh, mm-hmm. to a 15 seed. I get it. You know that that I get that, but they still have a bunch in their cupboard. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're adding Caleb Love to it. So like it, it just makes it makes Arizona much more in my mind, much more of a threat next year uh, than they would have been had they had Love still went to Ann Arbor. Yeah. And plus two, like we talked about, you know, last episode that I was on, Bronny James is going to USC. So yep. how how will USC yep. be now with that? So yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's it's the the this basketball season keeps getting more and more interesting. And that's mm-hmm. why that's why it's like it's really hard to, to like pull myself away because I don't make it a, a a a secret that I like the basketball season more than I like the football season. Yeah, I love football. Don't get me wrong, but I just absolutely love the basketball season and having all these storylines start in in June, mm-hmm. start developing. That's still five months. We're still five months out. Yeah, but these line these storylines are developing already, and they can only get even more interesting. In my thought, yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, you you think about football. I mean, for the most part, football football for us ended. You know, as far as the Big Ten goes, ended. You know, back early january so it's right. like all right well this is kind of over so now at this point the draft the nfl draft has happened you know a lot of guys are gone but a lot of guys are back so mm-hmm. you know there's questions but those questions can only be answered so much even through spring games you kind of got a little bit of a taste you and know, then you the, have the portal that's still yeah, open after still the open. spring games now it's closed for for non-seniors or something i i don't there's some stupid i I want to say it was for non-seniors. I think is when the portal closed. Like you can't you can't declare for the portal now if you're not a senior. Mm, okay. Hmm. I think. I don't know. I wish they would be a little more clear. Like, hey, not the portal window. It's closed. Right. And then, hey, the portal window's cl- open now. Right. You know, not not this. Well, if you're if you were born on a Tuesday in an odd-numbered month, you have until the fifteenth of the next even number month after your seventeenth birthday. In in the year in which you know a president was elected, right? So, yeah, yeah. They, it, they make it so stinking hard that just just say it. They can or cannot leave. I mean, yeah. honestly, if they were more, 
structured with that, I would be a little less upset with the transfer portal and the way that works, you know, and because then there would be an idea of, okay, well, cooling off period. Uh, I don't think anybody should be able to leave into the portal a a week after the season's done. You know, it should be a couple weeks. Mm hmm. Yeah, take take some time to think about it. Actually, that, that's a, let it dissolve and let it cool down and have yep. that point where, you know, okay, yeah, I, it sucks. Kind of, well, shoot, there were there were a couple that uh, that were in the in the draft, pulled out of the draft, but they were already in the transfer portal. So like they entered the transfer portal, but declared for the for the draft. Mm-hmm. And then came back and then uh, transferred. Uh, UNC got one. I forget who it was. Uh, right on top, off the top of my head. But uh, like that's why I'm surprised Hunter Dickinson didn't even attempt the NBA because you could be in the transfer portal, be in the draft, and pull back. But I don't know. I I don't know if he was given a deadline by by the teams that you know he was considering. Like we need to know, or we were gonna fill your roster spot or, or whatever, or this, this, I don't know. And that might be the big one. And and it might be too. It's, it's one of those for, for me, if I was in their position, because we we've seen guys be great in college and then absolutely, you know, fall flat on their face when it comes to the professional. So to me, I mean, if I was a lot of these guys, unless I'm, you know, one of these handful that I know I'm great, no matter what, and I'm probably going to be great going into the, going into the pros, like kind of like Hunter Dickinson, stay and get get your degree get another year under your belt no no different system so i'm completely i I completely get him coming back i really do my thought is why didn't even attempt that's the confusing part well kind of like you said it might have been one of those like hey if if you are going to join us this is when you got to let us know if you're going to go in the draft or not and i mean it it, it it may even be like a Zach Eady thing. He may be looking at it like, you know, hey, I'm probably not going to go as high as some of these other guys because of how much other talent is coming in around this right, time. Right, Tony. But Zach Eady went into the draft to find out that he would not be drafted very high and then changed it and then said, okay, I'm going back. Yeah. Like Hunter Dickinson could have entered the transfer portal, mm-hmm. then declared for the draft. Mm-hmm then decided he wasn't going to go to to the nba and lee and 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 then go to kansas and then go back and he would technically still be in the portal and then declare okay i'm going to kansas right right why wasn't why wasn't it even a consideration like it wasn't i'm going to the portal and then i'm going to think about my future it's i'm going to the portal where am i going next yeah. And I mean, that may have been his thing. And we know, we don't know, maybe his inner circle, maybe somebody whispered like, Hey, don't, don't do the NBA yet. Maybe, just, just maybe. go transfer somewhere else. Like you, you, we don't know. Yeah. And maybe, you know, what? he may, we may be surprised. Maybe he has no aspirations to go to the NBA. That too. Yeah. It may just be like, Hey, I enjoy college basketball. I don't want anything to do with the NBA. I'm, I'm going to get my degree and I'm going to go work my job or, yeah. or, you know, whatever. I I don't think that's the case. Right. But it, Maybe it's possibility. I mean, who who are we to to know what's going on in that little noggin, noggin. of of Mister Dickinson? But uh, you know, it's it's fun to speculate. But uh, we will have plenty of football stuff. And actually, um, and and if you're wondering, we've kind of gotten rid of the quarters and things since we've 
uh, change the networks. Uh, we 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 don't have promos that we run on a regularity, so we we've kind of until we get to the point where we're in a need of uh, uh, quarter changes or half times, any sort of break like that. Uh, that's when we'll bring those back. But we're kind of gonna just go keep on powering through and just go to the to the next topic. Um, this kind of actually does involve football because we all know football drives the bus of everything in the sports world when it comes to money and and things like that so the 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 news has been and i don't i don't know if you've been looking at any of it tony but it's all over the place colorado has been talking very intense like intense conversations with the big 12 on them coming back to the big 12 which is where they left to go to the pac 12 they're they're in serious talks since uh deon sanders was hired as as the coach at uh in boulder they the the big 12 wants wants the buffaloes back yep what are you thinking oh i i think it's gonna happen so this actually uh one of the guys i follow on instagram it's cfb underscore plus he he gets a lot of hate and he you know he posts a lot of this all the time you know whether it's a board regent meeting for arizona which is going to be coming up uh, which I've with, heard they've had conversations, not necessarily about a specific conference, but they're mm-hmm. talking specifically about the urge to leave the Pac-10 or 12. Yes. Um, so he, now, he I would say it's probably the the big 12 that they're talking about, but yeah. they, they haven't from what I've seen, they haven't been specific about what conference yet. Right. So he he actually did a really good breakdown. So they still the Pac-12 still doesn't have a TV deal. June 30th is the hard deadline for teams to either leave the Pac-12 or the Mountain West Conference. So San Diego State, UNLV, all of them, if they want to join. Uh, Arizona, to quote Dave Heakey, the Arizona Active du- uh, Athletic Director on May 16th, certainly the hope, who knows, wherever you print the result may be different than the hope but we'd like to be with the Pac-12 and continue the great tradition of the conference. But if not, there will be a new landscape and new opportunity for the University of Arizona. As of May 22nd, oh, ESPN, so they're talking, they are talking about Big 12, like they're mentioning names now. Uh, ESPN is reported to be out of the Pac-12 Tier 1 negotiations as of May 22nd. Uh, Washington State put a temporary freeze for their athletic department due to reduced Pac-12 revenue. Uh, Barry Trammell says uh, that a source in the Big 12 indicates Colorado is ready to commit to joining the Big 12 soon as of May 23rd. And then Rick George, their athletic director, in a perfect world, we'd love to be in the Pac-12, but we also have to do what's right for Colorado. And at the end of the day, we'll evaluate things as we move forward. So to me, I think it happens. The chemistry is already there. And I know a lot of people have even speculated because you know Prime is there. It may or may not be but because of Prime. There, there's two things I want to kind of tie into this, and then I'll, I'll let you go, Sam. So mm-hmm. there are other schools that the Big 12 is in deep discussions with. We talked about Gonzaga as one of those. Colorado, Arizona, San Diego State, UNLV, and UConn are also all schools that are likely candidates to potentially be uh, part of the Big 12 expansion. Joel Klatt, I don't know if you listen to much of his podcast or A not. Bit. He said something really interesting this past week uh, when this was brought up because of all the smoke, because even even they're talking about Colorado potentially going to the Big 12. 
this is probably going to be something we see a lot more in future college sports because now it's going to be what brand can we get to make the conference better and or what brand can we dump to make our conference better if we believe that there's potentially dead weight going on. So to me, I think it happens. I mean, historically it works. They're one of the original big eight that helped form the conference to even start with. You know, Prime is there. They're already getting highlighted. I mean, heck, two of the first big games on Fox this you know this season is going to be Colorado versus TCU and Colorado versus Nebraska. Two, to me, really good games that I know a lot of people aren't necessarily the biggest fans of. There probably are better matchups out there, but I think it's going to be great. And I do think Colorado goes because, you know, if you remember when we talked about this, you know, a couple months ago when we were talking about expansion, the fact that nobody has really agreed with the Pac-12 as far as a true media negotiation deals right. And I think a lot of teams are skeptical. They're like, wait a minute, here we are. We're just three months away from the season even starting. And we don't have a new deal. What are we going to do? And we've got teams, you know, jumping ship. We have teams communicating with other conferences. Like we talked about Oregon and Washington have basically already been accepted by the Big Ten. It's just, just wait a second until we potentially get other people in. So I, I think it happens because when I when I looked at it, they did a they did a ranking. The Big Ten is earning the most. The SEC is the second most. The Big 12 is the third right now, and they more than likely will continue to get more when you know teams like Colorado and potentially Arizona or even others join the Big 12. So I, I think it's one of those that happens, and I, I think it would be good for the Big 12 to, to bring that type of big brand and honestly solidify them as really the third conference in what could potentially be two mega conferences. I'm going to say this, and I totally wholeheartedly mean this. I think it will happen. Like you said, I do believe it will happen. But I also think that this will solidify that the Big Ten is going to be the better of the two mega conferences because yeah. this is this is my thought process. We talked about it. Uh, I believe it was with you, and then I think Dalton and I also talked about it that uh the big Ten's waiting yep to do anything else with the 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 pac 12 until the big 12 does something yep like take one of the teams from the pac 12 i was looking in an article a cbs article by dennis dodd from uh, uh cbs and they're talking about as soon as colorado goes to the big big 12 it will create a domino effect what is this a domino effect leading to the other four corners schools arizona arizona state and utah fleeing for the big 10 12 as well we know that the big 10 doesn't want to be the reason to kill off the pac 12 even though they kind of should be already blamed for that yep but the uh, washington and oregon have already been accepted by the conference the Big Ten was just waiting for a reason to jump on them. Those four schools jumped to the Big 12. You're taking probably the second best program in the past 20 years in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and putting them into the Big Ten yep. and taking one historically that has, has been a perennial contender in the, in the Pac conference for a long, long time, my whole entire life basically, with Washington. And yep. we're talking the football Mm-hmm. programs yeah not to mention that i've seen washington basketball wise make multiple tournaments and be in the sweet 16 
as well as I've seen Oregon, I believe, make it to the final four, if not, if not at least a couple of elite eights. Yeah. So like they haven't been slow, uh, you know, just slouches on mm-hmm. the basketball court either. But I think that opens the door for that, those two teams. And then it also opens the door to where all of a sudden Notre Dame realizes they need to be in a conference really damn quick because the Pac-12 is probably, if that is, that's a power five conference that's being decimated. Yep. And will not any longer be around in the next five years. The Pac-12 will not exist. Nope especially with the news of Colorado wanting to leave very mm-hmm. soon, if not having already not had conversations and saying, we're just, you know, dotting the T uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, you know, mm-hmm. then the other four, three schools fall Utah going back or going there. And then Arizona and Arizona state getting, uh, getting out of Dodge and leaving the pac 12. You have all of a sudden have a pack six, of. You're not going to replace those six teams with no. anything even close to comparable. So then Oregon and Washington are going to go, hey, do you guys still want us in the Big Ten? We're ready. Yep. Oh, yeah. And and honestly, to me, too, if and I, I don't think the Big Ten would, because like like we've already talked about, they've already been accepted by the Big Ten. I don't think by any point if they reached out to the Big 12, too, and said, hey, can uh, Big Ten won't take us. Can Can we join you guys? Yep. By all means, hop in. Well, and and the 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 difference, like I I know uh, the Pac-12 was talking to Apple as potentially being the exclusive, mm-hmm. you know, their media do, deal there. But what happens if people don't want? Uh, how active will people be going after Apple TV in order to be able to watch their Pac-12 games? I I just uh, there will be. I mean, there's always people that will. Oh yeah, but it's not going to be the same. Uh, we kind of talked about this last week with uh, with sports starting to go behind the paywall. Yep, and uh, I think I personally think that it's it's a signature of death because me personally, I'm 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 at the the ceiling of the ones that are tolerable to paying behind or going out behind a paywall. Yeah, you know, and and getting separate apps for each one. I'm at the ceiling of that. I'm not going to do it. Right. Dalton even asked, he said, you know, like what game would make you go pay the pay behind the paywall? And I'm like, eh, I don't None. know that there is. I wouldn't pay for the Super Bowl. No. If, if if the Bears were playing, maybe, or I'd find a bar or something that was playing it, pay the $10 cover charge or whatever. And okay, that's $10. It's not 75 bucks to watch the Super yeah. Bowl. It's not that important to me. Well, not only that, but heck, you look at people on social media. I mean, I don't know if you have TikTok or not. I can't tell you how many fights, how many fights, how many games, how many, you know, streaming things just in general are played on live TikTok streams. Damn near watch it for free. Yeah. Well, (laughs) even if they're not actually playing it, you can sit there and follow along and at least know what's happening in basically real time. Yeah. So it's like. But the point, what what I told Dalton was, is what they should do is give the generic thing for free. So ESPN puts just like for the national championship game. They have the regular telecast Mm -hmm. on regular ESPN. Well, then ESPN2 has the hover one where you know the different camera angles and it has all the, the 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 stats and you know and then you have you could have 17 different 
aspects of how that game's being covered and you could sell them off in packages yeah give the regular te- telecast just let that be the one button pushers dream yep. you know the older generation that just wants to click on and hey my espn is playing me football like it should be well and plus kind of like you said when when you kind of consider that a death nail i mean l- let's be honest with the exception of what 15 20 years ago when usc really was truly relevant with matt liner reggie bush all of them that name me a time recently when you think people who truly watch the pac-12 are tuning in every single week to try to watch it like that that's honestly well, what has diehards but that's yeah. that's just the way that i mean yeah you're but gonna I mean, have that anywhere but i mean that that to me is what kind of shows why the pac-12 is in this situation to start with is because yeah to me and and it's no offense to the people on the west coast if you're watching this on the west coast please don't take offense to this i don't mean this to everybody but yes, it just seems he like talks about you off air do not um can't prove that just like you can't <laughs> prove that i'm not batman and i'm not bruce wayne um uh-huh. or dalton but or, you or yeah i know you're not dalton <laughs> well i know i'm not dalton <laughs> uh that that's a definitive but i mean it it just shows that you know they're that that's why they're in this situation to start with is to me the west coast does not really follow west coast sports as or you know follow college sports as much as they do really professional and even then i don't really see them being big professional fans like you look at a couple years ago when the rams won the super bowl they had a parade in la that was a sad parade it's like oh they won yay no one cares like the cubs win in 2016 and they have the seventh highest uh congregation of humans in the history of the world exactly so i mean that that to me just kind of shows it's like okay you know they and I, i'm not saying it's every state like you said there's diehards you're gonna have diehards everywhere but it's like sure. eh, that that's kind of what is the issue and like you said if if i'm gonna have to pay 75 bucks to watch basically stanford and cal duke it out on what's left of the pack six i'm not paying for that right <laughs> and, and even if you throw san diego state smu i think mm-hmm. i said i saw it was yeah. san diego state and smu are the front row runners to fill in usc and ucla that is not a fair trade nope that is not a fair trade at all and nope. that's not knocking on san diego state or smu but they're not the caliber of ucla and UC- usc they're just not yeah they're not the brand they're not the history they're not the caliber. they're not the needle not the location. no they're not and that's and again like you said that's no offense to them it's just that's not what they are if they would have they they wouldn't be in a group five conference right now they're that's just historically right. not who they've been right well we managed to uh to talk a bunch about uh uh basketball which doesn't surprise me (laughs) uh but we we did kind of it's all football driven and you Mm -hmm. talked about the big 12 you know thinking about uconn and now granted uconn's got a d1 school uh football team but gonzaga doesn't you know uh san diego state while they've got a basketball team that made it to the national championship game this last year, they still football's their driving force and they're yeah. not a needle mover. Like it, it, these, these schools, while they would be valuable on some front, mm-hmm. I don't know that they're going to be, I mean, <clears throat> I think there's going to be eventually some basketball only college conferences mm-hmm. that, that will exist and it won't be because it will be because the Big 12 couldn't pull in just Gonzaga for basketball. They needed a football team to go with it. And it just didn't they couldn't find it. You know, yeah. I, I I don't know that that makes a difference. It just doesn't. 
with as much as football drives the bus, I would think that they would want to go after a San Diego State over a Gonzaga. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. San Diego State has a football team and it does perform in a in a group of five conference, but still it performs mm-hmm. in a conference that is competitive. Yeah. So and, and I I don't know. I, I could be way wrong, but uh I would think that there may be some some basketball only scholar, or, uh, conferences coming up here yeah. soon. And like I said, Joel, real quick, Joel Clatt actually talked about that because he said it to him it would make sense yeah. if you have an overseeing body in the NCAA that only focuses on football, and then you have a complete and total separate body that worries about the other sports of the school. He goes because football mm-hmm. is its own entity; it's its own thing. It's the it's the money as long driver. as football still maintains and pays for what it normally does. Yes, exactly. Don't and, let it branch off and be its own thing, and be autonomous. Right. You can be autonomous to the point where you do your your rulings and all that, but the money that comes in is still spent the way it used to be on other sports because there's no reason other sports should suffer because of football right being no. treated as this untouchable conglomerate of whatever it is so right but uh all right well that is good we're, we're we're running up on it tony in our pre-show meeting i said you know if we run up on it that's fine too we don't care but i didn't expect it i thought it was gonna fizzle out a little bit and we weren't gonna get here but we got here we we always do, buddy. We we always run over a little bit. We don't have Dalton here to to keep us in, in punctuality right. check, but that's okay. So, so I'm gonna let you go over the uh, the uh, socials and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, and then I'll take care of the uh, the bottom part if you want. Yeah. So you can find us on the TikToks, the Instagram, at the Twitters at b1g underscore talk, big talk. Big talk. Hey aka b1g underscore talk you can also find us on facebook at big talk b1g talk you can put the underscore you don't have to put the underscore and you can put pretty much whatever you want you should be able to find us and you should be able to find our fantastic logo or if you really want to go through it you can you know search me or you can search sam and you'll probably find us connected to a few of that stuff so you'll find us one way or another uh we're also weekly through the month of july uh, we're on ASAP Network uh, once a week. You can get the app at the Google uh, Play Store or the Apple. What is it? The Apple Store. Apple Store. The, okay, there we go. Uh, we have also changed networks. We're no longer with the Odd Pods Media uh, Media Network. We are now on the Lounge Media Group. So um, we're still with ASAP. We still stream on ASAP, but our network outside of ASAP is now Lounge Media. So uh pretty excited about what's going to be taking place with lounge media and uh us being under that umbrella um but uh yeah i think that's it i think that is it thanks so much for for filling in for dalton uh who is cruising in the bahamas from what i understand oh how lucky i mean i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm not totally upset i just got back from los angeles about a week ago it was it was like 60 degrees and overcast the entire time while it's 80 degrees and sunny here in Indiana. I was, I was so mad. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. How, how is Indiana my vacation from California? I don't understand, but, but it, it is on occasion. It happens that way. Oh, uh, so, so uh, thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, I, for Dalton Shetler, who is cruising around the Bahamas, Tony Hollinsworth, who's filling in for uh, Dalton this week. I'm Sam Sprunger and uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>